I'm Clyde Lewis. You're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The number is to call tonight, 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. Now, I had a phone call today with Ryan Gable. We were discussing the Super Bowl show and, and how, you know, we were talking about transhumanism. We were talking about, you know, the whole idea of life rebirth. Becoming more than a human ubermensch, and uh, we were discussing all of this, and we were starting to talk about AI, and we we're talking about how, you know, artificial intelligence is another part of the, the plan. It's not necessarily transhuman. It's just the idea that you know, if we link up into into some sort of a AI relationship, whether we're directly putting our minds into uh, AI in order to better ourselves, uh, or if we're participating in genetics or the, the coupling of both AI and human, that's where we're getting into the transhuman aspect. And I was sharing with them how, um, a few days ago we were talking with, uh, Dave Hansen from Hansen Robotics. And, uh, we had a little bit of a mix up with, uh, when we were going to have him on the show to talk about this, these topics, because, uh, about a week ago they were saying they're going to roll out, but maybe like 200 or so, uh, 200 Sophia robots and of course they have different models and they even have the baby Sophia and uh, we wanted to talk about that because I wanted to talk about what exactly is Sophia what what is she and, and and how is it that she's going to be used in the future and whether or not she's you know she's uh, you know learned enough to be able to become a social bot she's going to be social a social bot pretty much uh, and I was talking with Ryan about uh, a number of things going back to the idea of how long ago, how long ago were we dealing with robots? How long ago were we dealing with not necessarily artificial intelligence, because that's a different thing altogether, but the idea of an automaton, the idea of something made in our image. And I was talking to him about how in the show, I briefly touched on the story of Jason and the Argonauts and their encounter with the bronze man of Crete. And his name was Talos. And what's interesting about Talos is, is here in Portland, Oregon, where I'm doing the broadcast, there's actually a, uh, a robot. Uh, it's actually a, a, an art piece that's in the middle of the city. They've moved it. I don't know where it is. It used to be next to the building where I was first doing my radio show. Um, it was uh, during my, uh, my stint at uh, NBG, which was my first syndication company. And they had this uh, strange three or this strange tripod looking uh character that had like it looked like a nazi helmet on it and they called it talos 2 and i went whoa i mean this is this is supposed to be like talos the 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 man of crete the the bronze man of crete and i i always had a fascination because uh of the fact that ray harryhausen who i had a chance to meet ray harryhausen was the guy who did all the stop motion uh type of uh, characters you know from clash of the titans and uh, also, uh, you know, the Skeleton Army. Everybody remembers the Skeleton Army from Jason and the Argonauts. Well, Jason and the Argonauts uh, also, if, you, if you've seen that movie, uh, it has the Bronze Man of Crete that basically the ship Argo sails to Europa in Crete following 
when Jason found the Golden Fleece, and when they're on the island of Europa, the Argonauts look up, and there's this great metallic giant called Talos. He was made by a blacksmith, this huge robot. It was Seriously, it was a robot because he's made of solid bronze. His legs were hollow. But there was something called Icor, I-C-H-O-R, Icor, Icor. There was this blood that would go through his legs. And this one vein where the, where the divine golden blood of the gods, the Icor, flowed. And the way to uh, shut down this, this big robot was to pull, uh, I think it was like a little nail or something out of the side of the ankle, and that Icor came out. But uh, in the meantime, this robot would patrol Europa and Crete three times a day to protect and guard the land from pirates or any other marauders. So I remember back when I first saw Jason the Argonauts, it never dawned on me. I mean, it looked like what, you know, if you, if you look back at the movie, it looked like it was just a huge bronze statue with a sword that was moving. And I never even thought about the idea that this was a robot, literally. And that um, the story of Talos goes back to about 700 BC by Hesiod. And I, I was, I think that was the first time, uh, it was the first time that I saw something like this because Harryhausen's movies were great. They were just wonderful movies. And, and, and this, you know, and, and I thought, how long ago was this? It was this just something they made up or was there really a story about Talos? And I, and I would, I would study Talos like, you know, crazy because I, I love mythology. This was like 700, it's thousands of years before machine learning and self-driving cars and all these things we take for granted now, just the tales of a giant bronze robot, I thought was amazing. But then again, I mean, if you look at what Pandora was uh, in, in mythology, she was, she was an artificial woman in a lot of respects. And basically what happened was that she opened up that box of evil um, it's Hesiod's Theogony, where a lot of mythical artificial beings existed. Uh, there were also, you know, stories of Pandora being an innocent woman who opens up the box of evil. But when you look at Hesiod's original story, the original uh, tale, Pandora was described as an artificial evil woman built by Hephaestus, who was a blacksmith, and she was sent to Earth on the orders of Zeus to punish the humans for discovering fire. Prometheus, of course, you know, the whole story of that. So in addition to creating Talos and Pandora, the blacksmith, Hephaestus, made other self-moving objects, including a set of automated servants who looked like women but were made of gold. If, if you remember in T Clash of the Titans, they had that, that, that owl that was a mechanical owl, kind of a clockwork owl, kind of an interesting... When I first saw that, I got, yeah, right. But then I it didn't dawn on me that, uh, you know, Talos was a robot. And if you want to look what historians talk about, they say that the idea of automatons, you know, can go back to the Middle Ages when the first self-moving devices were invented. But the concept of the idea of artificial lifelike creatures dates to the mythologies and legends that go back some thousands of years. I mean, even while simple mechanical beings were constructed in ancient Greece and the Islamic and Chinese worlds had these uh, automatons as well, Legends about artificial life proliferated across cultures and centuries, and inevitably, believe it or not, they had a theological uh, gloss to them. Seriously. I mean, it, it appears that when, when we speak of modern cybernetics and the rise of robots, we can say that they are certainly an archetype. 
basically an archetype of the unconscious mind. There's, there's always been the legends of the homunculi or the Jewish legends of the golem. Even the name Frankenstein means man of stone. And the story, of course, is about an automaton made of flesh and bone. Uh, and, and, and then you have the Tin Man of the Wizard of Oz. Tin Man of the Wizard of Oz was a robot. He was made of tin, but he was a robot. And, and that's why he was looking for a heart because he says, of all the things I have, I have life, I have all this, but I'm just nothing but an automaton without a heart. You know, it's like we make an effigy of a human for a scarecrow, and he's without a brain, but it was the heart that was needed for this cyborg or this robot in The Wizard of Oz. And, of course, there was the TikTok. If you read um, any other L. Frank Baum books, there was also the TikTok of Oz, another mechanical marvel that certainly uh, never gets never gets read or, or made into a movie or anything. I mean, I read it when I was a kid. But it's because I was always into robots when I was a kid. I was always into wind-up toys. I was always into the fascination of this. And 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 so you look at a cyborg and you, you, you see it as the robot or you see it as a surrogate for our ingenuity. And in the past, it reached the point of being somewhat divine. You know, how do we animate something of parts and and cogs and wheels and all that, and it's 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 magic. I mean, God created man, and a man in simile does what God has done, creates the divine machine, one that will eventually be like him in his own image, apart from him, not, not marrying him, not having the relationship, the dual relationship or the synergistic relationship between machine and man. That's transhumanism. But just the idea of having a, I guess you could call it the Pinocchio idea where you're Geppetto creating Pinocchio and eventually Pinocchio wants to be a real boy. I don't know if that, that, that'll ever happen, but still it, it's something that I, I think a lot of people don't understand that when, when the story of Pinocchio happened, Geppetto made something out of wood. He made literally a puppet that was animated through magic. He was a homunculus. He was, he was, he was now chemical creation of man. He was like a golem, but he was made of wood. He was like Frankenstein, but not made of flesh and blood. Yet he wanted to be more like a boy. He wanted to learn. And, and in the process, he, he, he couldn't learn. He didn't learn well. But then it was his courage that brought him to the point where he was granted his wish of becoming a real boy because he finally realized that there was something greater than him. And that's the whole point of humanity, right? You realize that there's something greater than you that is out there, something bigger, whether it's your family or whether it's your spirituality or it's God, that's where we stop being machines and we stop being animals and we start thinking about what it means to be human. 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. I'm Clegg Lewis. You're listening to Ground Zero, and we'll be back. I'm Clegg Lewis, and you've just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. In order to access the complete archive shows and podcasts, you must sign up on our secured server at Aftermath.media. It's only $4.99 a month for the archive shows and podcasts. Or if you want access to the Ground Zero online library, which includes videos, audio clips, ebooks, documents, a social media platform, plus the archive shows and podcasts, it's $9.99 a month. Again, that's Aftermath.media. That's Aftermath.media. Thanks for supporting Ground Zero.